Welcome to Trucker Talk. This is the host, this is Ryan. I will be going down this road with y'all. This is a brand new uh, podcast uh, where we will go ahead and talk about the trucking lifestyle, uh, getting CDLs, anything to do with the CDL, uh, things that go on in this industry. It'll kind of be like a pish posh uh, pile up of all the different things that come with being a CDL holder and what it takes to get one and everything along those lines. Today's episode is going to start from the very beginning. We're going to get to know each other a bit. Uh, I have a guest here today with me on the show. Uh, we'll let him introduce himself real fast. Uh, yeah, I'm Chance. All right, so we got Chance with us today. He's our guest. Uh, he is a rookie looking to get his CDL. I brought him out with me on this trip. I'm doing a two-week run. Right now, we're in Cheyenne, Wyoming, waiting to pick up a load. And uh, we got a bit of downtime, so we figured we'd hop on and start this. So we're going to go ahead and... Um, Oops, I believe I overboiled our ramen noodles. And he has ruined our dinner. I mean, look at that. Ow, uh, son of a... No, he, he definitely overdid our dinner. All right. Well, while Chance is busy... Uh, Dealing with our dinner issue and cleaning out the microwave because it looks like it's uh, tur- he turned our microwave into a sauna down there. Um, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna hop into this. We're gonna today's episode. We're gonna focus on getting a CDL, what it takes, what you got to do, everything of that nature. Um, so we're gonna start there, and we'll be to that right after this. Welcome back to Trucker Talk. We just needed a short break there. We uh, fixed the microwave, got our dinner out of there, and now we're uh, munching away, or at least chances right now. So we're going to go ahead and hop right into it. You've decided to get your CDL, and now it's time to actually go ahead and uh, start the process. Well, first thing we got to do is uh, you got to go ahead and get um, down to your local DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles Center, and pick up a CDL Class A handbook, which will have all the information you need to study for the CDL test to receive your permit. Um, once you have received that book, go ahead and begin studying. Um, While you're there, ask them for your uh, your motor vehicle record. It's going to cost you about $9. Yes, you will need to pick up a copy of your motor vehicle record. Um, at some point while you are at the DMV, whether it's this time or when you go back to take the actual permit test. Um, so now that you got the book, go ahead and focus on three sections. The general section, uh, the air brake section, <laughs> Chance is choking on ramen, um, the air brake section, and then you're also going to focus on the coupling um, section. All the other sections are endorsements. We will cover those later on in this episode. But for the, right now, just those three I mentioned, general, coupling, air brakes. Those three you need to get uh, acquainted with. Those are what you're going to be tested on here shortly when you go in there to take the test. Now, Chance and I are both from the state of Colorado where you do not pay the first time you take the test. So if you take the general test first time, pass it 100%, cool. They don't charge you for that. It's free. Um, but if you fail, it's $15 a pop per retest. Yeah. And you can take the test, I believe, three times in one day, and then you have to come back the next business day 
to redo it. Um, so make sure you've studied enough. I'd rather have you guys over-prepared than not prepared enough. Um, before you can take the test, though, you do have to go down and get a DOT physical. Those are usually available at urgent cares or most hospitals. Just go in, tell them you need a DOT physical, um, and they will go ahead and hook you up. You can expect to pay anywhere from $35 to $135 chance. Is that correct? Yeah, 135 is what I saw in our little dinky town. Yeah, we're from a small town in Colorado, one hospital, and they want to charge $135 for a DOT physical. At I went up yeah, at the hospital. I went 45 minutes up the road and paid 35 bucks for mine. So <laughs> anywhere in that range you can expect to pay. Uh, when you go to take that test, make sure you disclose any medical issues with the doctor that you don't leave anything out because we really don't want you to have a heart attack or seizure or something while you're behind the wheel. Um, so make sure you're honest with them. If you have contacts, wear your contacts. If you have glasses, wear your glasses. Um, and go ahead and do that. Once you have your DOT physical card, they may put a restriction on you for corrective lenses, diabetes, anything like that. That will go on your license. It will say you cannot drive without your contacts, cannot drive without glasses. The term they use is corrective lenses. Um and then I believe the diabetes it just puts down must have used insulin or something along those lines. I wouldn't know. Insulin 100%. required is yeah. actually a restriction on your CDL. Yeah, insulin required. I forget the letter for it, but it is there. It's in the CDL manual. Yeah, so you you can check yourself, see all the uh, restrictions <laughs> you can get on there. Um and then once you have gone ahead and done that, you now have your DOT physical, you've now studied your book, you are ready to go ahead and head in there and take the test. Hand them your DOT physical card, tell them you want to take the CDL permit test, and they will go ahead and get it started for you. Once you've taken all three sections, passed each one, hopefully on the first try, you can then go ahead and pay the $25 to receive a physical copy of your CDL uh permit and be ready for a picture it's just like getting a driver's license or when you've got your first ever driver's permit they will take your picture i can't tell you how many people have been surprised that they had to take a picture at the dmv it's odd but once you've gone ahead and gone that and done that um if you would like to you can also take your endorsement tests at that time uh tanker hazmat everything like that uh, you can do that there. All those are also going to be in that CDL Class A handbook that you picked up from the DMV. So if you want to just knock out all your endorsements at once, go for it. Do all the studying. Be ready for those tests. Pass them. Get your endorsements. Um, that's going to do it for this part. We're going to take a short intermission. And when we come back, we will be going over... Um, the school and company, how you pick between the two, uh, if you're going to go through a private school or if you're going to find one of these big companies to go ahead and help you out. And uh, we'll throw a couple a couple companies out there, give you my experience and Chance's experience with going through a school and then me, myself, going through a company to get our CDLs. So we'll be right back after this. And welcome back. All right, everybody. We had to take a quick break right there. Uh, we had to get a bit more comfortable here in the truck as it's uh, one, almost 2 in the morning now. Um, but almost we're going to go. It is 2 in the morning. Yeah, it is 2 now. But we're going to hop right into this next part here for you guys. And this is going to be about choosing whether you want to go through a 
company-sponsored program where they go ahead and um, they pay for you to go through the schooling or they have their own school in the case of uh, CR England where they send you to that you get your training from and then you get your CDL. They test you there. They give you your actual CDL. Or if you're going to go the private route where usually you pay out of pocket for it, you pick the school. Um, Personally, I believe those are the better options, but we're going to try to stick just to a bit factual here uh, so what you can do is if you d- are strapped on cash you don't have a lot of money uh the best bet probably is to find a school um that is associated with a trucking company like cr england or night transportation swift <coughs> warner um any of the mega carriers will have their own truck driving school associated to them contact a, a recruiter at one of those companies and they will lead you down that route. They'll get everything set up, get you a, get you a Greyhound bus ticket, and get you shipped off to wherever their school is located. Now, if you're going to do it um, the other way, uh, if you're going to go private, expect to spend anywhere from $3,500 to $7,500 um, on your course now it can be as short as seven days or it can be as long as 30 days uh it really depends on your time schedule the school setup and all the information they want to uh go over if they just want to do a hot shot quick run through get you with basic information you need and kind of let the uh trucking company you go to sort it out it'll be a shorter one probably seven to 15 days long um, now, if they are going to be more thorough and kind of set you up to the point where uh, if you actually had the driving experience and experience at the shippers and receivers, uh, you could go owner op. They'll be a bit longer. They'll be, you know, 30 days long. Uh, so go ahead and weigh those options out evenly and kind of decide what's best for you. Personally, I didn't have a lot of money when I decided to get into this. So I was coming off a rough patch from the oil field where... Uh, my, the company I was working for ran out of work for us. So I went from making about $2,000 a week to $200. So I kind of needed a quick change. I didn't have a lot of money saved up in the bank account because the money was being used for my bills back home. So I left, uh, to a truck driving school with a company and I went through CR England. That's where I got all my training for the CDL. That's where I got my first over the road trainer and I got my first semi out of was uh, CR England. Uh, Chance is actually looking at going the private sector. His school is going to cost him what? 30, <laughs> $3,500. Yeah, $3,500 is what he's going to pay for his schooling. Uh, that way he can go ahead and avoid being kind of indebted to a trucking company like I was. <sighs> now, a lot of these companies, this is kind of the drawback with them. When you go through a company, um, the trade-off is you don't go out of pocket for it, at least not right away. Uh, the company will turn around and say, okay, we paid for your school. Now stay with us for at least a year. And during that year, they don't treat you too good. You don't make any money. You don't get the miles. It's really hard to get by. Um, but if you make it through that time period, they erase the debt. They say you're good to go. If you try to leave early, they will say you owe the remaining balance. And what they'll do is they make the monthly payment for you. And when you leave, all that money that's still owed, you have to pay. 
Now that's and they try to scare you with their contracts and make it sound like they're going to come after you to get your CDL taken away. They can't do that. Nothing they can do will ever get your CDL removed from you unless you yourself violate a law that DOT decides is worth uh, taking your license. But a trucking company cannot take your license for you from you because you no longer work for them. Um, if you want to avoid that hassle, then I definitely recommend going private sector. Yeah, it may be a bit more on the expensive side, but you can go to your local workforce center and they do have programs there that do help cover at least the majority of the cost for you. Or they will give you a set amount and uh, tell you that's how much they will pay to help you. Um, I believe Chance is actually going with the workforce center to help him get his CDL and I'll, I'll let him give you a bit of information on that. So, with the Workforce Center, they want proof that when you, uh, when they foot the bill for this, that you will actually find employment. So, my problem has been running in with my felony, trying to find a company that will give me a letter stating that, hey, once we're done over here, we will, uh, hire you. And, um, so, they'll fund for $2,200 of the total cost for schooling and so yeah and that's what i'm trying to get through i don't know much else to say about that yeah so that kind of brings us into the next part we wanted to talk about and that's kind of the criminal history a lot of people are will, are probably going to be concerned um if they do have a record like chance does that has those bigger charges on them if they can get into trucking Here's the thing with felonies and trucking. F trucking is, for, in a simple way of putting it, it's fel felony friendly. Where if you have a felony, it really won't stop you depending on what your felony is. Um, Chance has one of those few felonies that does kind of limit what he is able to do. So trucking companies are a bit more uh, strict and stingent on if they want to take the risk or the liability with him. But most people, uh, your criminal history will not stop you from getting a uh, Class A CDL, and it will not stop you from getting hired by a trucking company. And the older your felony or the older the, the charge is, the less likely it is to impact you. Anything over seven years old isn't really going to do anything to you. Uh, one of the issues Chance has been having is your felony is five years old now. Yes, my felony is five years old. Yeah, so his is two years too young to be old enough for it to uh, fall off to the point where the trucking companies <laughs> wouldn't notice it. So do bear that in mind. Know it, when your felonies are from, how old they are, or if you have any misdemeanors or anything like that, know how old they are and what they're for. Anything in involving reckless driving, insurance fraud, uh, well, more fraud than anything like uh, identity theft or uh, check forgery, that kind of stuff will affect how the companies look at you just because that increases their liability. Uh, your best bet as a felon is to go with mom or pops uh, truck, uh, trucking companies because they are smaller. They're not as picky uh, with drivers. They're more willing to give a chance uh, and to look at you as a person and not just as a record. Uh, when you get to the mega carriers, they really don't necessarily uh, need you. They got you know thousands of other people applying that they get their pick from. So that's 
what you kind of have to bear in mind with that. Uh, we're going to take one more quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the earning potential you can expect when you get into this industry the first couple uh, months into the first year and how that's going to affect your family life if this uh, kind of career is family friendly or not. So we'll take one quick intermission and we'll be right back after that. All right, welcome back. We're going to go ahead and hop right back into it. We're going to talk about your earning potential and your family life, how that's all going to work out. So earning potential as a new student, you are roughly looking at anywhere from $0.14 a mile team driving to $0.55 a mile solo. Now, I'm going to break that down a bit more. The 14 cents comes from my own personal experience, CR England. When I started team driving right off my trainer's truck, I was making 14 cents a mile. My uh, lead driver, who was another student who only had about three more months worth of driving experience than I did, he had um, 16 cents a mile. So together, we were making 32 cents a mile, which is what England ended up paying me when I went solo was 32 cents a mile. Um, so that's something else you kind of you get to look into is the company that you're looking for uh, at either after you've completed school or if you're looking for one to help you go through school. Most of them will start you off in the upper 20 to lower 30 cent per mile range. Um, now, the $0.55 cents per mile is actually one of my favorite companies to talk about. That is Maverick Transportation. Um, they are a flatbedding company out of, I believe it is Arkansas. And they will pay a student fresh out of a school $0.55 cents a mile hauling glass plant panes on a flatbed. So if that's something you're interested, definitely give them a call. I do not work for them. This is not sponsored by them in any way. I just believe they're one of the better trucking companies out there, and they deserve a bit more recognition for that. And any company that's willing to pay their their employees 55 cents a mile deserves a bit of a shout out. So that's the kind of company you want to try to go to. Avoid these mega carriers that pay 30 cents a mile. You won't make any money. You just won't. Um my first year in trucking with England, I took home 40, uh, sorry, I didn't take home. I grossed 42,000. I took home 30,000 of that, I believe, just about there. Between 28 to 30,000, I took home after taxes and everything else. So, uh, with two kids, another on the way, and a wife back home to support $30,000 didn't really go that far. Hence why I left CR England. Now, if you're a single person and that sounds like a good deal to you, that $42,000, then by all means, go through CR England, stay your year, get your CDL for free, and after a year, you will be uh, eligible to move on to greener, greener pastures, I believe the phrase is. Now, when it comes to family life, uh, trucking is definitely not designed for you to have a family. If the trucking companies had their way, you would be out here from the 1st of January to December 31st all year long. Uh, you wouldn't take home time. 
The industry average for home time is for every week you are out, you receive an, a day and a half of home time, which is long enough to do your 34-hour reset, which is kind of what they want you to do. They want you to take your resets at home. That way they knock out you, know, you resetting your 70-hour clock. <laughs> and on top of that, they also let you go home, see your wife, kids, dog, cat, whatever you got, and get you back on the road. Now, some companies, they will let you do two-week runs, three-week runs, and so on and so forth, and your home time does accumulate. If you're out two weeks, they'll let you take three days at home time. But the catch is the day you arrive home counts. So let's say you're supposed to be home June 12th, and your home time starts at midnight June 12th, and you don't get in until 9 p.m. June 12th. They don't care. That still counts as a day at home because you left the truck, you went back to your place of residence. They will still expect you to back in your truck on June 15th at 9 a.m., 8 a.m. or earlier. Okay, so don't think, oh, I got home late on the 12th and my home time starts the 13th. Most trucking companies do not do it that way. So be prepared for that. Um... There are some trucking companies like uh, Bar None. I've looked at working for them. I couldn't, though, because of where they run. They are out on the east coast towards the middle of the states. They do not go quite over into Colorado that often. And for that reason, they didn't think they could get me home time enough. So what they were wanting to do for me was fly me out to their corporate office, and that's where I'd be based out of. I would spend four weeks over there. And I'd fly home for four days, and they'd fly me back to my truck. And it just it wasn't going to work out for me and the wife. So that's why I am not with them. Um, and if that's going to work for you, then by all means, go that route. But for me personally, that wasn't going to work. So we're going to take our last quick break of this episode. Uh, just gives me a chance a minute here to make sure we know everything we want to say. And um, this last portion is just going to be what you can get out of trucking, the career options that are available. And we'll give this over to Chance, give him a quick couple minutes to uh, tell his story to you guys about you know why he's wanting to get into trucking. I'll tell you why I got into it and uh, what all we think you'll get out of it. So give us one quick minute. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back. Hopefully you guys like that elevator music we uh, have plugged in there to just be kind of like a filler. That way it's not such a hard comeback into these episodes. So we're going to just give you a quick backstory on me first um, while Chance is busy real fast. And then after I'm done telling you why I got into industry, he'll tell you why he's getting into it. And then we'll uh, kind of go at it together, tag team this, and let you know why we think it's such a great opportunity for you. Um, I already kind of told you guys a bit about how I was in the oil field before this. That's where I kind of got interested in trucking because out in the oil field, they got the big old, you know, Peterbelts and Kenworths pulling the trailers and the equipment out there. And, uh, those guys make really good money. Oil field drivers make probably on average five grand a week, but that's with them owning their own truck. And so that's what got, got me interested into it was the earning potential there. And so I started doing my research when the company I was working for in the oil field hit that rough patch and I lost all my money. I went to the first trucking company I could find, CR England, 
and asked them to please help me get my CDL. And they were more than happy to take advantage of me and um, help me out in that situation, but at the same time, give me probably my worst experiences in the trucking industry ever. Um, and I went to them, I went through their school, ended up with a great trainer. I still talk to him on the daily. Um, he still helps me out with the few issues I run into here and there. Um, but really what made me interested in trucking was I, I grew up in a small, small town of maybe 800 people and there was nothing to do. Absolutely nothing. Your options were to get drunk, do drugs, or drive. And I grew up in a very religious family, so what I did was drive. And so I fell in love with driving. I love just cruising around listening to music. And when I found out that people would pay me to drive a big truck down the road and listen to music, I was all over it. So I got into trucking more for my love of driving and the sights you can see and the experiences you can have out here and just the thrill of knowing I'm in control of this massive truck. Um, we're gonna pa- I'm going to pass this on to Chance, let him kind of give you info on him and why he's wanting to get into trucking, and we'll uh, go from there. All right, so reason I'm wanting to get into trucking is because I just got out of prison. I'm used to the confined spaces. Um, prison made me not like people at all. I, I can't stand their crap. There are only two people that I really talk to, and that is Ryan and our other buddy Marcus. And Marcus went out and just got his CDL and his hauling water for the oil field now. So, you know, everybody's moving into this field, and there is quite a bit of money that can be made. And I really love the freedom you can feel out here because i mean i've been out here for just a couple days but we've already ran about 1500 miles in the last two days Yep. and uh, I, I like it i like it i don't know um it's it's a different culture it's a different breed it's definitely not for everybody because i mean there are those social creatures that need people around and things like that Although, I would definitely team drive with Ryan, though. I know that for a fact, because <laughs> I know it'd be awesome, and I know we could definitely lay down some miles. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it really depends on how you're looking at this, and if you're truly willing to put in the effort it's going to take, especially if you are a felon trying to find a job in this field. And it's... A felon who actually has a limiting case. That's the whole thing. If you just like... And theft will limit you in this kind of industry because no one's going to trust you with $300,000 worth of merchandise in your trailer with a theft charge. It's not going to happen. And so more likely you're going to have to go to the mom and pops and your smart drive is tattling on you. I don't know what's tattling on. (coughs) I don't get it either, but it's tattling. I guess that we're not moving. <laughs> we haven't moved in five hours. <laughs> I guess. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much how it is. All right, awesome. Um, thank you for the kind words of wanting to team drive with me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll, um, and then, you know, with this kind of work, though, once you have that Class A and you've gotten a year, two years in this industry under your belt, All the doors open out here. There's virtually no trucking company that will not hire you 
if you have at least a year to two years of experience over the road or even local. Um, local guys get a lot of crap. They're not. They're told they're not really truckers. But if you want to do local runs, and you got two years of doing that, most trucking companies will technically count that as experience and hire you. And those. Are, and then once you get to that two year mark, almost all those companies are willing to pay you the big money, the fifty five plus cents a mile, where you actually make it worth being out here. Um, once Chance actually does get his CDL. And I actually have this next baby who's actually due in December. Um, I will be swapping companies probably to the same company that ends up hiring Chance. And we will definitely team drive drive together. And there will be plenty of episodes where Chance and I hop on here and we talk about that. Especially uh, here for the next two weeks while he's on the truck with me. And possibly the next four. I think we've been talking about him going on my next long run with me. Um, I wanted to do a short run with him just in case he didn't like it and wanted to get off my truck. Um, but he has, and honestly, I think this would be a great opportunity for anyone. You never have to worry about work. You'll always have places to hire you as long as you keep your driving record clean. Don't drink and drive. Don't do drugs. Don't do anything stupid. And then if you do that, you make it harder for the rest of us trying to get into this field, too, because you will add restrictions to this field. It's one dumbass will fuck this up for everybody. It's just how things like this are. Sorry to bust your bubble, but it's true. Exactly. So keep your head smart. You know, don't do anything stupid, especially while you're in the process of trying to get into this industry. And then once you're in... Don't be one of these truckers who thinks it's all right to go ahead, get on your 34, and throw back a 40. That's not how it works. You're still in possession of a commercial motor vehicle. If DOT (coughs) rolls up on you and decides to breathalyze you, they can still get you with a DUI that you are, uh, or even just a um, intoxicated in possession of a commercial motor vehicle charge, and you will lose your job, and you'll make it a lot more difficult for the rest of us out here. So I think that will wrap it up for this episode of Trucker Talk. We will uh, let you guys know how this run from Cheyenne, Wyoming into West Jordan, Utah goes. We should be getting loaded about 6 o'clock in the morning. Hopefully if they get off their lazy asses and just transload us. Yeah, we, had, we our trailer had to be rejected. It was... Uh, I wouldn't touch it. It was too bro. It was too badly damaged. But uh, I told them to transload us. So we're waiting till 6 a.m. for them to do that. And then we'll be out on the road. Um, and hopefully in Utah by tomorrow afternoon at the uh, the yard there, get a quick shower, and then we'll hop on here and we'll do a we'll do a, a show with just Chance with a limited me. You don't have to listen to my annoying voice. You can listen to his velvet over there, oh, and he great. can he can tell you about his experience down the road. But that's going to do it for this episode of Trucker Talk. Y'all be safe out there, and we'll see you on the backhaul.